0: So during the summer, we had an incredible guest, Seema Anand, who talked about why there are so many positions in the Kama Sutra.
1: So the Kama Sutra says that because you end up with a partner that you don't know what the size is going to be, the positions were created to synchronize the sizes. If the woman is too big, the man is too small, they're not going to get enough friction. If the woman is too, too tight and the man is really, really big, she's going to be in pain that's not going to lead to pleasure
0: naturally that left many of you with some really valid questions what positions work best if the penis is too small or if it's too large and it's causing some pain or how do you get maximum clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex and those are all questions that we're going to answer with the help of seema on this episode of lovers and friends, lovers and friends. i'm gonna take you on a trip baby i don't pretend i say, lovers and friends uh. I'm going to hold you down, down to the end, I say. Hi there, lovers and friends. Welcome to the podcast called The Same Damn Thing I Just Said. And also, welcome to a brand new location. I am filming remotely in Turks and Caicos. I'm here for work. And I noticed while I started to film that it's quite echoey. And I have to be on a balcony right now because it's quite dark in the unit that I'm staying in. And... I noticed in the intro that I'm talking about a topic that isn't necessarily best for me to be in a big echoey space um, amongst a bunch of families, but here we are. This is what we do for a living, and uh, in spirit of that, I'm going to keep this introduction short and get right to the meat of things. We're here to talk about sexual positions the best sexual positions, um, given the fact that even if partner's heart and intentions are in the right space, their anatomy might be different and their needs might be different. So how can we come together? pun intended, um, in the most beautiful and harmonious way possible, given the reality of our distinct and different bodies. That's what we're covering with guest Seema Anand. Seema Anand is a London-based storyteller, mythologist, and narrative practitioner known for her expertise in the field of ancient narratives and their relevance in contemporary times. She is particularly well-recognized for her works in bringing to light the narratives surrounding female sexuality and empowerment that are deeply embedded in ancient texts like like the Kama Sutra. She is the author of several books. She has a million followers on Instagram and holds a PhD in narrative practices, positioning herself as an authority in her field, which allows her to skillfully weave the ancient wisdom with modern narratives to foster understanding and empathy in today's society. As a note, before we dive into this episode, we're going to have four ad breaks woven in. And during those ad breaks, especially if you're watching, I highly suggest, and I also highly hope that you utilize the comment section to share your wisdom. What positions have worked best for you within these given configurations? Because each one should teach one. And I think that
1: Seema lives and breathes that. The last time we spoke, we talked about positions and how women particularly were taught how to Execute those positions uh, by how the jewelry moved on their body, and um, you have those beautiful earrings on the long yes. earrings. So we actually start with prescribed that. by you, <laughs> prescribed by me. Um, and we 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 talked a lot last time about if the woman is on top. Um, how do you actually make sure that you execute that position so that you can get pleasure as well? Because when you watch porn. How do they show women having sex in porn when they're on top? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, head thrown back, flinging your hair around. And as we both know, um, and anyone else who's tried that, that is absolutely no pleasure at all for anybody. And so we kind of went into this idea that you wore different pieces of jewelry when you made love. And for this, you would wear around your waist. A jingling girdle and then it says that these bells are not supposed to make a sound now imagine if you bounce up and down those are going to jingle all the way so how would you move your body you would now start to rotate your hips so you automatically you can't really see me rotating my hips but um, you would rotate your hips and you automatically go into that grind right But just to make sure that you absolutely got it right, it says that you should at the same time wear long earrings. And the idea of the long earring is that it's supposed to swing in an arc across your cheek. Now, whenever I say this to people, um, they will tend to do exactly what you're doing. But in actual fact, that your head would be bent, so it would be almost close to parallel with your lovers and then you move back for that arc to happen. It would also define your rhythm. She just professionally explained explained the scoot. Pardon
0: the interruption. So I realized when I was editing this episode that the technique that Seema gives next may seem to contradict with the technique that she just gave without additional context. So I want to add that in there. But first, while we're taking a break, can I tell you about our first sponsor, Skims, which thank you for the Skims holiday collection. Grandparents,
1: babies, bays, sisters, in-laws. You can all take care of them. I think they even have a pet collection too.
0: And you already know I'm obsessed with the Fits Everybody collection. And with that, also the classic cotton collection, you're going to find some of your favorites in these holiday packs that also have these really festive, gorgeous prints on them. I had so much fun shopping that I had to throw a few things in there for myself. So I got the Fits Everybody Scoop Bralette 2-Pack, the Fits Everybody Boy Short 5-Pack, the Cotton Jersey Scoop Bralette 2-Pack, the Cotton Jersey Thong 5-Pack, and of course I had to get a maxi dress for vacation because everybody looks good in a maxi dress. And speaking of everybody, Skims is available in sizes extra extra small, two four, X, they have unisex styles and they have children's styles that start at newborn sizing. Listen, there's over 100,000 five-star reviews for skims believe the hype and if you don't go to the site and check it out for your scalp self for your scalp skims scalp that's what I was doing. Skims Holiday Gift Shop is now open. Go to skims.com. When you spend over $75, you get free shipping. And after you have checked out, do me and the show a favor, scroll down to the How'd You Hear About Us section, choose podcast, and then select the show Lovers and Friends. Speaking of lovers, let's get into Seema's tip and what I want you to keep in mind as you listen to the next one. So essentially, Seema talks about a woman being on top and having the earrings arc back and forth and then keep her head bent down. Now, this position might work especially well for anyone who falls under what Dr. Emily Nagoski coined as the rule of thumb, which essentially states that some people have a clitoris that is less than a thumb's distance above their vaginal opening, which means that during penetrative sex, especially if they're grinding, they're able to get sufficient stimulation of the clitoris or penetration alone might be enough to give enough friction for the clitoris. When we're speaking about the clitoris, I'm talking about the head, the glands, because as we know, there's so much more than that iceberg that's above the water. Nonetheless, in the next clip, what Sima is talking about is a woman who is on top, but this time, instead of being hunched over and grinding back and forth, she is having her hands on her partner's knees and then moving side to side. Now, I think that this position is best for people who don't fall under the rule of thumb. Here, not only are they getting more stimulation of the anterior wall of the vagina, which allows for the clitoral legs to get the sufficient stimulation that they could require from penetration. In addition, it exposes the clitoris for someone to use their fingers or for their partner to use a toy on it. So that's what I wanted to share with you. And now share with me, which of the two on top positions is better for you?
1: It has to be an art form. It's not just a case of flinging yourself in and thrashing around blindly because that's not really going to do anything. It is an art form. And you practice it, practiced it as an art. And I wanted to bring this other one to you. Before we start talking about positions, I just want to show you that, you know, I just think it's so beautiful when you say, okay, you have a jewelry with which you learn how to make love. Now, if you were in a sitting position the idea is you wore that actually with more strings seven to nine strings of pearls okay you have that around your neck and the idea is that this has to move side to side okay and it says again in the Kam sutra that the girl who doesn't know any better will sit directly on the person's lap on the man's lap but the sophisticated woman will sit on his knees which didn't mean that you would actually sit on your knees. It meant you penetrated, then you leaned back, you put your hands on his knees, you lifted your bottom up a little bit, and then you focused on moving that from side to side. And that would give you the, um, the action that you're supposed to do. And I just think how fabulous to think that there was a time when somebody took the trouble to teach you how to move your body, but in a way that didn't sound in any way disgusting or um, clinical or or almost as though, well, this is what you have to do, but made it so beautifully experimental where you want to try it. You know what I I mean? I know.
0: I actually am thinking to myself, Seema, I'm like, we need links to all the jewelry that you have shown. I don't know if you have access to that or if these things that you've bought in person or collected over the years, but even just in terms of what women are expected to wear to bed. And we're using women interchangeably with people with vulvas and vaginas. So we hope that that inclusive language does shine through. Our intention is to say anybody who identifies as femme. Um, But when women usually get into a sexual state, it's lingerie. And lingerie can be uncomfortable, but it also can be performative for the man. And something for me that I know really shifted after I had kids is I wanted to separate myself from- the version of me that was porn-like. Um, and I mean that not in a negative way, but when I was younger and my body just, one, looked like the what I saw in porn, and two, I felt that energy. Wearing lingerie felt like it was suitable for me. But after I had my second kid, I felt very differently about myself. I felt very differently about my sexuality. And so I did want to find clothing that allowed me to shift into that mind space where I felt more ethereal, I felt more like a goddess. And so I'm thinking to myself when I see that, not only is that beautiful in terms of giving you something to focus on to get the instruction down to learn, but secondly, it's also just incredibly sexy and sensual at the exact same time.
1: It it is, isn't it? It's just this, uh, like you said, it's this idea of shifting your mind space into feeling like, uh, pleasure awaits, you know, into feeling like I am so worth this. I, I don't know even how to find the words to describe it, but you know exactly what I mean. You know, just a deep sense of, ah, oh, I want this.
0: And- well, we think about it too. When we put jewelry on, we do it. I mean, like I'm stacked up right now. We do it to feel sophisticated. We do it to feel ordained, to feel special. But usually when we get into the sexual settings, we take all of our jewelry off. Um, So I love the idea of actually adorning yourself with more jewels for this moment to receive pleasure and to have your body worshipped in the most bare naked way.
1: Absolutely. I call this the courtesan fantasy. And I always say to people that if you just want to take the first step forward, even if nothing else, get yourself like a really chunky necklace. And sit on that bed with nothing else but just that really chunky necklace. It just transports you. It puts you in a different space. It makes you feel differently about yourself. Ornament yourself. It's And, you know, we tend to do that when you're going for a party, right? That's when you suddenly feel you're worth it. Um, ornament yourself to make yourself feel worthy of whatever you're going to feel.
0: You talk a lot about jewelry as a way for setting the rhythm. Why is rhythm so important in sex?
1: So I think, again, what happens is um, we so, okay, if you look at the old Chinese texts, uh, they are again, they teach you a lot about sex, but they're very, very male focused. So they're all about thrusting and they will give you reams of instructions on uh, how many thrusts. I mean, they've got this thing about if you're a really good lover you should be able to do at least 5,000 thrusts. and like, oh my God, I do not want that in me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's just that old hyperbole of saying, ooh, you know, this is what the endurance is what makes you amazing. Um, so I think that rhythm is what actually makes the love making good. I think that when you are, with anything, if it's choppy, if it's sort of stop and start, It breaks the rhythm. You have to basically get into the flow of something for that pleasure to start building up. But it's almost like getting into a pleasure trance when you get your, when you get your rhythm right. And that's why rhythm is so important. So one of the other things that I want to tell you about is, so these are the anklets. And as you can see, they jingle a lot. Now for some, for some positions, the jingle was supposed to be silent some positions, you were supposed to be able to hear the jingle a lot. So in this one, the woman would be underneath. I think this is a very problematic. I mean, not a problematic. It's a very difficult position because it, it would mean that you'd have to be super um, fit to be able to do this one. But basically, the woman would be underneath. Her feet would be on the man's shoulders. And this is quite—it's quite an advanced position. And with each thrust, she would take one foot down and put it back up. And then the other one down, put it back up on his shoulder with this jingling to show that she was keeping, um, she was keeping time with the the rhythm. Okay, I don't
0: understand. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do this with you. All right. Okay. Okay. So if we're here, (laughs) it's on the shoulders. So then it would go down
1: here? No, down up to you. So you're out there. And then you're down up to here and back. Yep, that's the one. But if you were lying down and you did have somewhere to put your leg each time you went back, it would be slightly easier. But I still think, I I don't think I could do it. I mean, I really need to go back to aerobic classes before I can do this one. But I think, you know, some of the positions were purely for pleasure. And some of them were not just about pleasure. They were about how amazing you are how good you are, to show that you were this incredible lover who somebody would want over somebody else. So you see what I mean? It was an art form. It's something that you learn. So each position had its own space within the um, erotic vocabulary.
0: Positions can be what people think you're supposed to focus on a lot in the bedroom, but I have actually shied away from talking about positions because I'm like, that's not really the main you know splashy thing of sex it's not how many positions can we get into but i think i've been thinking about it wrong and you have got a beautiful way of describing why positions are so important i would love for you to share
1: well i agree with you i think what comes before is so much more important and. we were talking last time about uh, foreplay and what all to do during foreplay. I actually found an amazing little anecdote from um, one of the Kamsutra translations for you, which you're going to love. And basically, this is where it says that, um, you know, we talked about kissing, right? We said, well, if somebody's kissing somebody else, I mean, you've kissed like really hard for three minutes, five minutes, then what the hell do you do next? So the Kamsutra says that kissing games were very important during foreplay. Um and uh sorry, I know we were talking about positions, but I just want to tell you about the kissing game. Yes, please. So the kamsutra says the kissing games were very important as opposed to just kissing. And let's say one of the games it says is where the the bet is that who can first, just using their lips, manage to capture the other one's lower lip. You can have any number of these kissing games, but the idea is that you have the banter, you have the, um, this whole idea of sulking, tantruming, saying, "No, no, no, I want to rematch and so on, because this will increase your foreplay and your pleasure for hours.
0: I love the conversation around inviting more playfulness into the bedroom because it acknowledges the fact that our biggest sexual body part isn't below the belt. It's right up here. And what a beautiful way for me to tie in our second sponsor of this episode, which is BetterHelp. Now, whether you and your family give gifts during the holidays or not, it's a wonderful time to reflect on the gifts that you want to give to yourself. And mental health is one of those gifts that keeps on giving. Therapy might be that option for you. And it's not just for those who've experienced a major trauma. It's for anyone seeking positive coping skills language to help with boundary setting or ironically for me therapy was really helpful in having an expert assure me that i wasn't crazy that i was normal and that my feelings were valid now if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash lovers for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash lovers. How do we, in a world that is so orgasm-focused, how do we invite our lovers to get into this playful space in knowing that it makes the pleasure better for everybody?
1: Now the Kam Sutra, uh, the author of the Kam Sutra, talks about this, and he actually tries to make this aspirational. He says exactly this: that you know, if, if men for years or for centuries have realized that their pleasure can happen so easily, why would they want to spend so much time pleasuring their partner and then waiting for it? And he says, we've tried saying to them, "Well, your pleasure will be tenfold," but. Hey, you know, if it's going to take so much time, why would I want to wait till it's tenfold, right? I can have it now and I can have it 10 times over. So the (laughs) Kamsutra does make it aspirational. It says that if you can bring your woman fully to pleasure, your business will start to do better. And then it explains why. And it says, "If yeah, I mean, that that makes sense to the guy, right? So it says, if you can uh, pleasure your woman fully, you will acquire the skills to be a better warrior. Your car
0: will be nicer. Your mom will love you more. (laughs) Your mother-in-law will bug you less. The kids will be more cooperative. Yes, I'm going to put that on a poster somewhere because I agree. Um, It's what you know, how you do something somewhere is indicative of how you're going to do it everywhere. And so being in something for the journey, for the exploration, for the creativity of it, I mean, that is the joy of humanity. Doing something just for the function of it, well, then you're just any other animal. So I think that, yeah, claiming your humanity and reveling in it is exactly what it sounds like when we slow things down and we act a little peculiar. And I think that people are afraid to be peculiar in sex. They're afraid to be a little quirky. But I think it would be a huge turn on if somebody came and said, can we play a couple kissing games before we move forward? Yes. Yes, we can
1: absolutely rather than saying so i did this podcast yesterday where there were these two very young people i was talking to 25 year olds and they said how soon should it be before somebody says hey i'm into kink um you know if you met somebody on a dating app how soon can they introduce this idea of kink instead of the kink how soon can you introduce this idea of a kissing game Wouldn't that would not be just so much more fun
0: seema can i ask about your sex life is it
1: this playful <laughs> um it, so we go through phases when it is and phases when it really isn't. And I think that kind of has started to come with the territory now. I don't know if it's because of um, age. I don't know if it's because of um, the issues that both of us have with our back. Or I don't know if it's just that suddenly with all the work and the travel, it's like, you know what, I don't want all this. Um, you know, a little bit of that. So. I think it's a case of really having to remind myself that I want it to be better and then you make it better. So the reason that we talked about positions and I said I want to talk about that today is that eventually when we have our pleasure, when we have that excitement between us, eventually people want to end up having sex. And... Again, what the Kamsutra says is that if sex is going to be pleasurable, ideally the genital sizes should be as synchronized as possible. They should be as close to each other as possible. If the penis is far too small, it's going to not provide very much pleasure or friction for either person. If the vagina is far too small and the penis is too big, again, it's going to be painful. It's not going to provide um, pleasure as such. And so it talks about this first set of positions literally just talk about what kind of positions you should try so that you can try and synchronize your sizes. So when you read the Kama Sutta, that's the first thing that it tells you. If you have um, your vagina is very, very tiny and the penis is very big, the positions you're looking for are where your um, thighs are as upright as possible and your legs are as far wide open as possible if the penis is much smaller and the vagina is bigger um, the idea is to have positions where the woman's uh, where she's lying on her side and her legs are closed because that automatically makes the vagina a little bit smaller so it starts with that and then it starts to build up so i'm going to actually give you a couple of these positions because i think they're so amazing so it says if you are um if she is much, much smaller than you. There are three basic positions that it talks about. So in the first one, it says that you, she should use a bolster under her hips so that it raises her hips higher. So we there's a very big um, sort of discourse around the different cushions that you should have on your bed. It says that you should have eight different shapes and sizes of cushions on your bed for your lovemaking. Because each one, whether it's crescent-shaped, whether it's a bolster, whether it's square, each one has a different function when you put it under different parts of your body. So it says that, put a bolster under under the hips, you remove the pillow from under the head, you raise your hips, um, spread thighs as wide as possible, enter very, very gently. And it says that, um, This greatly widens the vagina, but it also tilts it downwards. So you have to be extremely careful. And the third one, which I think really sounds interesting, it says, draw both knees up until they nuzzle the curves of her breasts. So her knees come up to her breasts. And it says that her feet should now go into her lover's armpits. And it says that girls who have smaller vaginas find this posture extremely pleasurable, but becoming a goddess takes a lot of practice. So this particular one is named after a goddess. And I love this. It says, becoming a goddess takes a lot of practice because this isn't an easy one to do. It just takes a little bit of shifting and understanding how to get there. Uh, But I just love that last line. Now it says that at this point, Whichever way you do it, um, you need to have somewhere where both the woman and the man, the vagina owner and the penis owner, can have space to pull back because there is the possibility of pain when the vagina is very tight and the penis is very large. And there has to be... You cannot lock yourself into a position where you cannot pull back. So... It says that that is extremely important.
0: Actually, even as we were talking about that uh, armpit one, I realized that a way that that could really work with that matchup of large penis and smaller uh, woman would be you can use your feet to stop them. So you're actually yeah. engaged in the rhythm of it, and you're you have control over how deep that person can go. I mean, if you yeah, if you so, didn't skip
1: leg day, <laughs> if you didn't actually kind of go into the armpit, but put the legs, or put the feet here, then you have more control of what they yes. can do.
0: I really like the idea of thinking about it in terms of matchup because many people who don't enjoy penetration, want it to get over with as fast as possible, or they're more concerned about the optics rather than their comfort. And so I love that this approaches it from a standpoint of not just pleasure, but also comfort and safety for the individuals. And um, dignity. Because I want to talk next about people who have smaller penises because sex can be shame ridden for them, especially with new partners and slip outs. We don't talk about slip outs enough when you are having sex with somebody and the penis is constantly slipping out. It can absolutely break up the flow and make the experience seem very clunky. So knowing in advance what positions are going to allow you to get into your rhythm and to find your partner's pleasurable spots and continue to penetrate them without having to constantly reinsert, I think that can provide so much confidence for the penis owner and then also pleasure, of course, for the woman who's receiving the penetration.
1: So coming to that, segue so um, you know, smoothly into um, smaller penises. It says that if your penis is too small for a woman, these are the group of postures that should, positions, position it says postures should be used. Woo! Okay. I think it's
0: important to clarify this because I used to work on Trojan's Sexual Health Advisory Board and through that I learned their number one selling condom is Magnum, which is a condom designed for those who are well endowed. And statistically, if everybody is well endowed, well then no one is, which we all know is not the case because... Well, we've got eyes. What makes a d-ick small? Mostly when people say someone has a small they're referring to length. And since the average penis size is 5.1 to 5.6 inches across different studies, let's be generous and say anything below five inches is small. Now, when it comes to girth, most can fit inside of a roll of toilet paper so if your penis is less than five inches but also girthier than this you have an argument to excuse yourself from the itty bitty pp committee but helping people come to terms with what they have specifically people with smaller penises creates more opportunities for them to celebrate their unique strengths and gifts kind of like our sponsor of this episode uncommon goods To me, Uncommon Goods is kind of like a global flea market. They scour the globe for the most unique and remarkable items made by artists and small businesses, independent businesses, and they put them all together in this website and then they organize it by category. So whether you are shopping for a man, for a woman, for an in-law, for a kid, they're gonna have something special just for them. So here are some of the gems that I have found on Uncommon Goods. I am obsessed with all of their grilling tools. I think they're really great. They're really great unisex gifts i loved the pizza oven like that i think was really genius i loved the mama bear necklace that was something that i had to add to cart for myself and a lot of the kids outdoor toys the products are often made in small batches so shop before they sell out i learned this the hard way with their professional sandcastle kit because yeah i take kids' toys very seriously. Anyways, if you take finding incredible gifts very seriously too, get 15% off when you go to uncommongoods.com slash lovers. Again, that's uncommongoods.com slash lovers for 15% off your purchase. Don't miss out on this limited time
1: offer, uncommon goods, because we're all out of the ordinary. So the first one, which is the most basic, so in this one, it basically says that the positions you should use are where you are lying down facing each other. So you're lying side by side as opposed to one on top of the other. So you're lying side by side, facing each other. And already the woman has her legs one on top of the other. So you're lying side on your side. Your legs are one on top of the other. You are already smaller. The second one, which I like better, it says that um, the lover's thighs are interlaced. So you're still lying down, facing each other but you interlace the thighs and in this you squeeze your thighs according to the rhythm so you don't pull in and out you squeeze the thighs with the pulse so even if it's the tiniest little thrusting movement just the tiniest thrusting movement which can be not thrusting in and out but thrusting in stop in stop and the thighs at the same time are squeezed down on it with the with the rhythm, that will increase your ability for pleasure.
0: I also think it's a very important di- distinction between in and out penetration and in stop, in stop. Can you say more about that?
1: Yeah, so you know how um, with penetration generally it would be in and out, um, where you literally you pull out. Let's say at least halfway out of the vagina. There is enough pull out to make that friction happen but when with a smaller penis if you do that there is a huge risk of slipping out but it's really important to remember that this one happens from squeezing your butt your bottom so you push in and then if you let go of your bottom squeeze so all you're doing is giving it that little tiny extra push inwards
0: yes and i think also just that sounds like the like a great a spot stimulator Um, And especially if you're squeezing and putting all that pressure there on the area and then you're going as deep as possible. Or if you're shorter, it could be good G-spot stimulation, especially if you have a pillow underneath the butt. But I do think of in and out as being like this and then in stop just being.
1: Absolutely. And the fact that the thighs are interlaced, it's going to keep it in place. So it will stop that from slipping out. I like that. There's
0: actually a lizard on my deck that has been listening this entire conversation. I'm going to take a picture of him right (laughs) now because he has been still literally riveted by this dialogue. Um, Okay, I'll let you move on to the third one while I take this photo.
1: Okay. Um, And the third one, which I think is also really interesting. This is now again, I think that this is possibly now, again, for a thinner penis as opposed to a shorter one, but I'd love to hear what you think. So it says where now, again, you're lying next to each other, facing each other side by side. Um, now your your thighs are no longer interlaced. The, the, the vagina owner, however, crosses her thighs, one on top of the other. So you're penetrated. She crosses her thighs. And now keeping your legs in that position, you roll your thighs in and out so the man doesn't do very much he's still just doing the push in and stop in and stop it's the woman now doing this so she's crossed her thighs so imagine if you cross your thighs and then roll the thighs inwards yeah and then roll the thighs inwards yeah like that so don't, yeah don't move the legs apart you, you once you have your thighs there keep them like they're almost like stuck to each other yeah that's it Okay.
0: I do actually, I can see that working. (laughs) Okay. I can. Actually, that feels like it might be nice for the clitoris too. I still have it in my head the last time that we talked that you said that many people that you work with can get to orgasm just by squeezing their legs together. So you're giving that
1: exact same. I was thinking exactly the same thing that if um, in this one, you're actually pleasuring yourself at the same time and giving enough friction to the penis. And I think that it's a two-way so two and one.
0: Um, I want to ask if you have another set, because I have another question for you about positions mm-hmm. that allow for clitoral stimulation, but did you have another one that you wanted to go through before we moved on?
1: Uh, no, that's. let's move on to the clitoral stimulation ones. Um, which, What are the positions that you would recommend which you think are really great for clitoral stimulation? I like to
0: be on my back, legs open, and I like my partner on their side. So we're making a T together. That way my fingers, I find that sometimes with, um, when they're on top of you, your finger gets moved around a lot or they're getting in the way. So I like consistent. I'm looking at me doing it. Consistency is very important for me, with clitoral stimulation. So once I get into my rhythm, I wanna stay in that rhythm. And so when the person's on their side and then they're penetrating, I can still stay in my exact groove. I do enjoy mostly, though, when the penetration is, you know, up and towards the anterior wall, so towards my belly button. So it does take a little bit of athleticism on my their partner's part to be on the side, but also to be scooping up at the same time. Um, I know doggy style is a lot of people's favorite, but my partner... I, I don't enjoy deep penetration. Mm. And um, yeah, so I, I think unless... I can get nervous in positions where the person can get really deep, which doesn't really allow me to get to a space of euphoria and pleasure because I'm so focused on, are they going to go too deep and and end up hurting me? So that I know a lot of people do enjoy that one. But for me, being on my back still, um, where I don't have a penis or a leg getting in my way is my favorite for clitoral stimulation.
1: I think I agree there. And I think that's why with so many of these positions, it keeps reiterating that you have to give yourself enough space both for for both of you, if it goes too deep to be able to pull back that pull back space has to be there so although it's wonderful to have the pillow underneath your hips and the pillow gone from under your head, it also needs to be done in such a way that um, both of you particularly the one who's receiving it um, feels comfortable enough to know that if things get to be too difficult you can you can move back and you can protect yourself. So I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's a really important one to to think of. I think something that people don't generally um, think of for some reason um, when they're having sex, and yet it's there at the back of your mind. I know so many women who, when they're approaching that point of real pleasure, get so nervous. It's almost like they start to hyperventilate, and it's, um, you know, the nervousness comes in, and then it makes them want to stop altogether. And... It's just about, I guess, two things. One is understanding that, I mean, I always th- think of it as this wall that you get to. And you know that after this wall, it's either extreme pleasure, but you are going to have to be a little bit more vulnerable. And you're going to have to sort of calm this anxiety down, or you come back from here. So a lot of people will get to that point point, thinking, yeah, I love this. I love this. I love this. And then you get to that point, you're like, okay, that's it. Back up now. Um, so I think that, and I always recommend that maybe the way forward for that is self pleasure. You need to um, get yourself beyond that with understanding um, how your body reacts to it. You know, it, you have to masturbate to get to that understanding.
0: For many women, rhythm is very important and consistency is very important. And the penis is not always the most consistent tool because, I mean, and for good, I always remind people of this, that, hey, we're supposed to live in the wild. And if somebody with a penis needed 25 minutes to orgasm, we'd all be dead and eaten by saber tooth tigers. So it is important for the body to function the way that it does because of our hunter-gatherer ancestors for majority of men will orgasm between three to seven minutes. So, um, and if you have got a vagina, you probably know you need a little bit longer than that, especially if you're doing a penetrative and clitoral at the exact same time. So is it important? We talk a lot about jewelry for women. What about tools for men? Um, Is there anything in the Kama Sutra that talks about not just ways to help you to last longer, but maybe tools that you can use to substitute in so that you can take the breaks that you need, but your partner is still getting the consistency that they require?
1: Yeah, it talks about a lot of toys. It talks about a lot of stimulation. It says um, that you have to always bring Deep, uh, that, that there are different ways of bringing a woman to orgasm far more quickly, by which is not to do with penetration. So, frankly, if somebody was kissing your breasts, you're likely to get to that point of excitement so much more quickly. And so things like that, definitely. But it also has this really interesting idea of, I mean, there's a whole chapter in there of using your fingers. So it's not even as straightforward as, okay, you use your finger and that's what you do there's an entire chapter of finger combinations. So it tells you um, this, it it, it says that each finger has a different sensation. You know, like in in yoga in Ayurveda, you have earth, air, water, fire, wind. So that's your five fingers. So if I put uh, air and water together, air in front of water, the sensation that it will give you will be different. If I put it the other way around, again, the sensation it will give you is different. But also, I guess what it's trying to say is that it changes the, I mean, there are some like this. There are some with three where you go in and you do this inside. I mean, there's um, there's a whole study on how you used your fingers, and that was really, really important. It then talks about various different types of toys to use it talks about occasionally using a prosthetic and giving yourself a break but you know providing the same kind of um, pleasure for the the other person it even talks about um changing it up just a little bit by wrapping your penis in a string of pearls because that would just change the sensation the girth, the everything you know imagine that that whole sort of... So it talks about oral sex. So yes, there are just so many things that you could do. And of course, all the other stuff we talked about before, Um, the stories and...
0: The pearls sounds divine. When
1: people (laughs) say
0: oh, we're struggling to find ways to spice it up in the bedroom or how do you spice it up in the bedroom? Do you just want to grab them by the shoulders and be like, there's so much you can do? Yeah. Like every time I talk to you, I'm like, whoa, I've never even thought of that before. But yes, yes to a pearl penis.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yes to a pearl penis. It's just, I was trying to figure this one out because of course, in times gone by, they say that they would tie it with twine to the penis. And I think that might have been pretty painful for the penis holder. Um, but I'm just trying to figure out so I haven't tried the pearls personally. I don't know how you would keep them on.
0: You focus less on in and out, and perhaps that's a great one to use. Our th- our thigh twisted move, right? <laughs> We're just, doing, yeah. that. We're just yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to move or do anything. You're just opening and closing and tensing and relaxing. And so um that's what the joy is. And I think that too, it's very important too for a lot of women are so hyper-focused on, is he getting pleasure from this or is this going to lead to orgasm from him? And then going back to what the Kama Sutra says, listen, it can be very simple for him. And we know that. And um, you know, traditionally we require males to orgasm in order for us to survive. So there are some unfair advantages that they have in terms of achieving pleasure and their incentivization to pleasure. We don't need to orgasm in order to procreate. So That to be said, we don't have to hyper focus on, well, is this working for him? If you need, if it's not working for him, that probably means that you have more time to sit in the pleasure. You've got more time um, to get exactly the kind of consistent stimulation that you need. So I would assume that the pearl penis may not be that pleasurable for him, but it could be a whale of a time for you, and that's okay. Pardon the interruption, but what a beautiful way for me to lead you into a conversation around beautifying your skin with our sponsor, One Skin. Now, One Skin is a revolutionary skincare company that actually delivers on its promise. And if you have been scouring for a new product that actually does what it says it's gonna do, let me tell y'all an honest testimony. This product has been wonderful for me. I genuinely think that my skin looks younger, looks firmer, and looks more vibrant. I keep it in my desk drawer to remind myself to take it in the daytime, because I don't like my pillow to look younger than me. So I think daytime application has worked best. But regardless of when you apply, their products are powered by a groundbreaking peptide, OS-1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent the accumulation of aged senescent cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic, OS-1 has actually been proven in the lab to reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents but slows down skin aging leaving you with healthier more hydrated glowing skin making one skin the world's first skin longevity company lovers and friends now is the time to invest in your new eye face and body routine at a discounted rate. So what you do is you go to oneskin.co and when you check out, use the code LOVERS15 to get 15% off. Again, you go to oneskin.co and when you're all done, enter the code LOVERS15 for that 15% off. Now is the time to invest in your best skin yet. Age healthy with one skin. What is something that you want people to consider when they're starting to have the conversation around positions with their partner?
1: So I think for a lot of people, they believe that when they talk about positions, especially when they think about Kamasutra positions, they always think it's really acrobatic stuff. Um, And that's what then either gets them really excited for the one off or they don't want to try it at all because it's just so far out of their comfort zone. And I just want to say that it just sounds really exotic when you read some of this stuff. I mean, honestly, when you read the, um, the translations that comes with it, the original text was written in verse, It the translations are terribly sort of um, wild. You know, they, they, they sound really complicated. Take from it the most basic conversation. Like, take from it if it says, bring your legs up to the um bring your feet up to the the shoulders and place them over there. The next one from there is where you have one foot to the head and you know one foot out on the shoulder. It's an easier once you get into that first bit, um, getting to the next one just is an easier transition because once excitement can build up for you with trying even the tiniest new thing, you will automatically go to the next one. So, um, yeah, I think what I'd like to say is that, honestly, most of these are not acrobatic. They're really simple. So don't go out and buy yourself a copy of The Comes With Through, which is the usual kind of, you know, picture book of weird positions. You want to get one, get one that actually has some writing in it and then read up about the positions from there. And maybe you and I together will put together a list of positions that people can try as a starting point, because once you can actually get to that first thing, you can move forward more easily.
0: Can we end off with the classic question that people ask? Because I think it's interesting that when you first start to have sex with somebody, the conversation of positions is like the entry, the entry level. Like, what's your favorite position? Um, In the spirit of this being still early in our relationship, Seema, what is your favorite position?
1: I have to admit that my favorite position is where I am really comfortable, where I don't feel, I mean, I have to say I am lazy when it comes to a lot of this, unless I absolutely have to do something. I have to feel really comfortable. I have to be lying back. I have to feel like I can just be really comfortable so that by the time I slowly get aroused and then I want to start kind of getting to that point. Um, yeah, I want. I think for me, the most comfortable position is the best position. The, you know, gone are the days when you said, yeah, in the back of the car, sort of bent over, double hunched up over yourself. No, I want a really nice, comfortable bed. I want a nice, comfortable position. I want to start from there and then we just see where it takes you.
0: I just picture you right now with just gorgeous jewelry on this necklace with nine strings and this beautiful anglet and then these ding jang, jingly earrings. And then you're laying on your back comfortable and then maybe someone is feeding you grapes. So I yeah. think that that's very that would sensual. Be perfect. You know,
1: every now and then a little grape and something else along the way. Yeah, it's just it should be all about that.
0: I think that's really, really revolutionary because a lot of us, when we're asked about our favorite position, we feel the pressure to say something exciting, to say something novel, to say something naughty, but to say something that honors yourself, because yes, we should all aspire to comfortable sex.
1: That should be base. Yeah. I And I also think, you know, that is one of the things that I would like to change. Literally, when people feel that they have to pretend to um, some kind of uber excitement, and they don't understand that you you get to you get to that point automatically when you get to that level of excitement, but you can't start from there, you know. Last
0: time I asked you where people can go for more. You know that you have this incredible book out there, but you are constantly working on new projects. You are constantly working on new ideas. How can the world get involved?
1: I guess uh, where people can go to get involved is going to be our podcast, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, deal. And then our jewelry line coming out in 2024. I'm just going to say that right now because that's a genius absolutely. idea. All right. Thank you Seema. I think so too.
1: Not at all, my darling. Thank you. You know, it's always such a pleasure talking to you because um, I just think you understand what I'm talking about.
0: Thank you so much to Seema once again for joining me on Lovers and Friends. Am I tripping y'all? Do me and her have a future together? I mean, I feel like I feel the magic. Maybe it's just business magic and I'm overextending myself, but I just have such a wonderful time being around her and hopefully next year with the time that I have not podcasting, I'll travel to London and get to spend some in-person time with Seema, which I think will be deeply enriching and the kinds of things that I would just really like to do. Um, and my Kids have never been across the pond before. So that could be cool too. Um, Speaking of ending the podcast, can I just say such a heartfelt thank you? Not ending, putting on hiatus. uh, To everybody who reached out, people in the comment section who just said thank you. And moreover, we're like, yes, bitch, take a break, go away. (laughs) Which can like affirm your feelings, but also hurt your feelings at the same time. You're like, shouldn't you be begging me? And they're like, no, 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 you need it. Just go, like take as much time as you need. Uh, But I just attest that to the fact that we have grown together so many of us have been on this journey for a very long time and people in the comments remark that you know I've been around since 2013 I've been around since 2010 I've been around for the past five years and some of you are like I just got here a month ago why are you quitting already Um, and if that's the case we've been here for a long time so there's a lot for you to catch up on but because of the fact that we have grown together and grown up together I just feel like you're likely at the same place in life as me and needing the same things, um, which just really speaks to the beauty of our shared experience and our shared humanity, which I just never take for granted. Uh, That's been my greatest lesson of this year. I actually want to end the podcast off on December 25th, which is when the last episode comes out, with an episode talking about some of the most beautiful lessons that I've learned this year. And even in times where I wasn't searching for those particular kinds of lessons, they just seemed to find me. Uh, And many of those have come from all of you. So stay tuned for that conversation. Next week, y'all, I loved this episode. I actually am here again, as I mentioned, Turks and Caicos for work, and I've just been doing that working. I wanted to give myself the gift of going back home and actually getting to shut down to be with my family. So while I'm in a beautiful island and I'm often being invited to do cool things, I have to ask myself, is it more important that I take advantage of my freedom now and then when I'm with my family, I have to make the hard choice to like tear myself away for work or do I just work diligently now so that when I'm with my family, I can completely devote and pour myself into them and in return, have them pour into me. And obviously I chose the latter. So I've been locked up in this room I am running, so I do have a little bit a little bit of color. So I am outside for a little bit of the day. Uh, I've locked up in the room just editing podcasts. And like I said, next week's episode is one of the ones that I really genuinely enjoyed. And while we're here just talking insider baseball, and I just feel, you know, if you're listening now, you're probably a friend. You probably suspected that the episode that I put out last week wasn't my most joyful endeavor. Now, I will admit I did their live show and had a completely different experience there. But within that structure and that style of conversation was a challenge for me. And challenges are good because it definitely illuminated some of my weak points as a moderator and my abilities to like, take hold of a conversation, even when everything is stacked in my favor, we're in my goddamn house and on my goddamn show. And I still uh, couldn't figure it out. But yeah, um, there wasn't a lot that I learned from that but also the style of conversation really wasn't set up for learning and next week's episode is and it's not preachy either so it's the perfect mix for me it actually is with an expert and her husband whom after 40 minutes of talking about her expert tips from her book um, she's a licensed and marriage family therapist she just dropped the bomb that Her husband got a vasectomy and they officially decided to be child-free. And then I was like, well, isn't this the topic we should have been talking about? Like, this is the episode. And then we then talked for 40 minutes more about their decision. And I loved that dialogue. I found it just so enriching and positive. Um, I think it's just going to be really helpful for a lot of you and very productive, very rich. So I look forward to existing in podcast luxury with you this week as we got to do this week on Lovers and Friends. Speaking of which, by lovers, by friends. How did you guys and how often did you approach this conversation? Yeah, we just really tried to keep the lines of communication open. And I think one thing that we did that I really appreciate that we did is we actually gave ourselves percentages. So we're like,
1: what percentage of you wants to have kids right now? And so for most of the time, it was like 10%. And I think it was really important for us to like To not see it as black and white, like either yes or no.
0: You know, if you are telling yourself, I don't want to have kids or like, I definitely do want to have kids, you're creating an identity for yourself. Like, oh, I am, you know, I am the person that is not going to have kids. So then it becomes really hard to take in potentially conflicting information if that is versus like, oh yeah, I'm a person right now that is not really feeling that desire to have kids. It's like the outcome of that is the same as being like, I don't want to have kids versus I'm, a, I'm just a person that is not sure and right now leaning towards, towards this one. I love the percentage. Yeah. I think that that's <laughs> genius that everybody should adopt that. Love Lovers and friends. I'm going to take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, lovers and friends. Uh, I'm going to hold you down, down to the end. I said, lovers and friends. Uh, lovers and friends. I said, lovers and friends. Uh. I'ma hold you down, down to the end. I said, I'ma wax that, I'ma tax that. Bring it back so you can mac that, pack that. Where you going, press play, podcast streaming. Got you going all day, talking about the good, good. Girl, you know you look good, sex dreamin', sex feeling understood. Yeah, you findin' it out he no good. But if you listen, pay attention, you gon' find out how to make a it. Got a ticket, baby, you just lovers and friends. Lovers huh? and friends.